You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, what were we talking about? But we're not going to tell the people. Before what? What were we talking about before the after the show discussion? The before the after show discussion, before the other discussion, was just about human nature and how this movie awakens a thing in my mind that we all know horrible shit happens in the world to other humans. And we go, oh, that's terrible. And then we do nothing. We just do nothing. We just feel bad. Oh, we throw some money here and there. And you just feel bad. And then you go on about your life. Not everybody. That's it. True, not everybody. Some people... uh do go something. and go like oh uh, people are starving in Africa I'm gonna go to Africa and help solve this, this problem this is always your go to charity is really hilarious Like I think that's one of the worst things in the uh, world that's mm-hmm. why people literally starving to death when the rest in, of the world when is, the rest yeah. of the world are picking out on all kinds of shit and some so, of the people starving to death are people who like do things like grow in slave labor chocolate and sugar that then goes to other countries for us to have nothing more than a candy bar. Correct. And yet those people are being, you know, so that's what we're talking about. We know that exists. Oh, so we, you can wear sneakers that are Exactly. Cool. We turn around and go, oh yeah, but let me just surf the web and go on my Facebook and do all this other stuff. I mean, and it doesn't make you a bad guy. It's just, that's our nature. I guess if it's not in front of you or happening to you, it's easy to dismiss. All right, so it's Sunday, January the 29th, uh, 2012, and this is after the show number 208, and the why we were talking about that is to do with this week's movie, which is The Whistleblower on Blu-ray. This is a 2010 movie. I don't know why it took so long to be released on Blu-ray. It's kind of odd. Um, but it's released on Blu-ray now. You can get it on the 24th of January, so it was available last week. And it's uh, rated R... It doesn't have a tagline, unfortunately. And um, it's from our friends at Fox, and you're going to tell us what this movie is about. Synopsis. <laughs> Not what you think of it. Just the synopsis. <laughs> Are you referring to previous yes. podcasts where I like to just expand on my synopsis? Yes. Synopsis. The synopsis is... A woman is goes to Herzegovina to be part of the... Isn't that where it was? Bosnia Herzegovina and to be part of the peacekeeping mission in 1999 after the horrific war there and she starts to discover there are some horrible things happening to young women traded you know prostitution sex ring blah 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 it might have something to do with someone amongst her and then it sort of goes out of goes out of control really she finds out it's a bigger thing than what she thought and it's about human trafficking. Based basically. on a true story. Based on a true story. Correct. I think more closely based on a true story than the movie we watched Killer last Elite. week. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, because I went and read up about the real lady on Wikipedia. And yeah. yeah it, this movie, literally, there are some, oh, what do you call it? Mm, artistic. Embellishments. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it says in the very beginning. Yeah, it does, right? say, Real it does big, say yeah. that, doesn't it? Yeah. So some people are some things are fictitious and some things are compressed for the you know. But it literally is all true story. All right, so um, the whistleblower. Now can I say what I think? Now can I say what I think? The whistleblower. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. This is this was my thought when I was watching the whistleblower, or when I finished watching the whistleblower. Actually, 
There are movies, different types of movies. There are movies that are made to entertain. This is not one of them, because it is not an entertaining movie. Because if you say you're entertained by it, then there's something very wrong with you. Because that's not what it that's not what it is. It's a movie to this is a movie, the other type of movie, to educate, enlighten Tell a story. Tell a real series of events. Shine the light on like the Like Killer Elite last week is a prime example. It was based on a true story. Quote loosely. But it was to entertain. It was made from the let's watch people action scenes, etc. This is not that movie. This there is, is no value to gain no. as a human being from no. watching Killer Elite. Nothing really. Apart from entertainment, which I'm saying there's two different types. There's more than two different types, yeah. but generally they split into two different types. This movie is not... It's a cold, hard look at man's inhumanity to man, I guess. Just how horrible... Let's be more specific. Men's inhumanity to, to women. To women, yeah. Yes. And yeah, I'm not backing down from that fucking attitude because that's what it is. <laughs> what this movie will do, and this is what it did for me, it annoyed me. I felt annoyed, like the entire time almost. By the movie? No, by the subject. Okay, okay. Um, you know, there's some grotesque, horrible things that occur in this movie that should really get at me and stuff but I already know that man is horrible so you know the stuff that you see and it really is horrible there is actually a really brutal scene in here that's difficult to watch yeah um it it's it's horrible to say but it doesn't shock me as much anymore after seeing lots of horrible things go on in the world and stuff but um this really shines a light on one very specific thing. Um, and how corruption is everywhere. And we've seen other movies with the levels of corruption in the government and the private industry. And you know, and this really focuses on that. And it's just horrible. You just feel... I feel real dirty at the end of it. Like, And you know when you said, oh, it's hopeless, I feel. Like I can't... like. This thing's always going to exist because man. This thing we're talking is about horrible. is human trafficking of young women from for sex, for sex, only for sex, for sex trade, basically. Like, um, like prostitutes, but not. It's not prostitutes because they don't choose to do it. They're lured into it. Yeah, and then raped, basically, and whatever a not man basically, wants to, absolutely whatever men want to do with them, you know. And for what? This is what's disturbing, and I think even you don't you don't even think it in the front of your mind. At the end of this, at the very heart of it, I suppose, or the beginning of it, the only reason something like this sort of thing happens in the world is so men, individual men, I'm not picking on the whole of your species, <laughs> your side of the species, individual men, and a lot of them, want to get their dick hard, fuck somebody, hurt them, do whatever they want, and then walk away, throw some money on the table, and go back home to their life. That's all it's about. The money and fucking something. And this does... So men can get... I mean, that's it, right? So and this does you, paint every man in Almost it, Almost. Apart from two, maybe? As just horrible. And I'm sure that isn't the case. 
Because as we were discussing in our discussion before, that we won't expand on too much, but the men who are around it and still letting it happen, even if they're not doing it, you argue that they're fine. I'm arguing they are the same. They're not doing the act, but they're absolutely complicit. Pardon? I'm saying who's fine. Well, they're not, if they're not raping the women or beating them up or killing them, but they're kind of I'm in the way. Well, you're saying if you're not doing the horrible act, but you know it exists, then then you're not part of it. You're not bad. And there are men no, in those situations. When did I say that? That was part of our discussion before. That the people who do nothing when they know something horrible is happening are not the same as the person doing the horrible thing. Well, obviously they should say something. But in this case, there's lots of things to mm. take into account. Money and danger and, and, and violence. Yeah, all kinds of things. Um, there's even a woman who turns a blind eye to it in this. More than one. Yeah, several actually. Um, so it's not just men. It's everybody's like guilty in this case. Apart from a couple of people who take it upon themselves to change things. And there's only really a couple of people portrayed in this movie. I'm not sure how it went down in real yeah. life. But um, yeah, everybody's kind of a bad guy, aren't they? There's very little good in this. Good people. Even the families of the girls and the... What do you mean? Well, I was reading about it on the website. That it doesn't really go into it in this movie. No, no, we it, only see on one the, mother. On the website, it was talking about how in Croatia and they... It's Cro- uh, Bosnia, sorry. Um, how families even willingly let it happen. Like, sell Mm-hmm. they've got an attractive young girl and they know that that can fetch some money and they just willingly let them go for some money. So that makes them guilty too, right? So They're also probably fed a line of bullshit by the whole of it. Not that, that, well, not that there's any good some of reason. Them are probably, I mean, just to let your daughter... Yeah, but there is, yeah. there is lines of bullshit because even this movie covers that because yep. the girls are under the impression... You're going to go work in a fancy hotel, yeah. you're going to make lots of money and even though we would all like to think, oh, I would never fall for that... You actually have no idea because you live in a comfortable life. You you don't know what would lure you into something. But the whole of this movie is literally about turning people turning the blind eye to it because there's like a, a scene at the beginning where they first took these girls and they're in the hotel and he's taking the guy's taking photos like mugshots of her basically to give to prospective clients, I guess. Mm-hmm. And a woman comes in who knows the whole. It's his wife. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, yeah, yeah. I don't want to give stuff away. Oh, yeah, yeah. A woman comes in who knows the whole deal, and she obviously a look of disgust because she knows what the deal is, but she's not saying anything. It's all... Uh, she's also being threatened, so... Yeah, well... But By still, man. But By sti- a man. Still, <laughs> being threatened, still, she could have... People can break away and go and tell people. They just don't, like, this. This stay in it. That's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is everybody's guilty in this movie of not saying anything or just going along with shit or using these girls, which we have to say most of the people who are using these girls are UN people. No, no, it's everybody. Soldiers and... No, I don't think that the idea That's how it comes across. Oh, right. I disagree. I think it's they're part of it, you know. They turn a blind eye. They let them through um, borders. They... Don't account for people when they're supposed to, right. that kind of thing. And go there and fuck them, because there's pictures of them doing that. So yeah, it's a, not an entertaining movie at all. It's just focusing on this horrible th- true thing. 
And one of my questions after we watched it was, where, in the movie, and a lot of the characters were really horrible, like the dude who runs the one bar, like real, like the long hair, just a fucker, like an asshole, you know? Okay, that is representative of probably real humans in the world, how they have this, like, what happens to a human? What has to happen to make a person chain other humans in a room where they shit and piss in pots and you beat them, abuse them, shove them full of drugs, and let other dudes fuck them and beat them so that you can make some money. I mean, another person who's starving or poor would never have that happen in their life, would never allow that, would never be a part of it, but that person did. What happens? Like, where does it go wrong in a, in a human that that is allowable? And that movie makes me think. It's just, I mean, it's everywhere. We're talking everywhere. And I'm talking on the smallest, tiniest scale of people being, like, corrupted, like you said. It's just everywhere. A dude in a gas station who's working late at night decides to pull 20 bucks out of the door and stick in his pocket. Because, like, fuck my boss for making me work late. That's the tiniest amount of it. And yet, it's the same attitude. Fuck everybody else. I want what I want. And then it blows up into these horrific things. But I do think human trafficking... And sex trade is possibly the worst event of all the things that can be done. You know, drugs and all the bad things that are going on. That is the worst thing because it's preying on, like, you know, it's preying on people who don't know. They're not even grown up, these right, girls. The you girls, know, yeah. Yeah, they're little girls. Well, not, but they're, you know, yeah, 14, little, girls, little girls in the scale of things. Absolutely. Who um, have no idea what's going on, are lulled into this thing. And then their lives are ruined completely. For I mean, the, you can't get away. It's like they're disposable. Like, they don't count for anything, these people. And that's where the thing comes in, I suppose. Because they also touched on the culture of this, of this area about women. Yeah. That domestic violence is never prosecuted. You don't bring a man to justice for domestic violence because that's just not heard of. And about how the whole war that broke out there was actually a... Um, Race war, like right. like not like Northern and Southern Ireland, like in you know England and I like that's based that was due, down to religion. The whole concept, yeah. it's something that and then why? culturally like, you're coming into a group of people who the men have been raised to just not value women anyway in any way, shape, exactly. or form. And how do you fix something so fundamental as that? I'm, because because it's not gonna. And unfortunately, it's not... And if people want to go, oh, well, those people in those foreign countries... No, 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 no. I have family. I have friends. I know people and men who are raised exactly the same, right in the heart of America, to dismiss women, to talk down to women, to not value them for anything other than a hold fuck and a dinner to get cooked and a house to be cleaned. And if you say anything or talk back or have an opinion, well, you're just a crazy bitch. And I I like in this movie, at the beginning, where... um because obviously the UN have this uh, peacekeepers have this mission, this job to do, and where she goes in to do the first, where you get a set amount of people from the, you know, people from the uh, village or wherever it is, and and show them how to deal with something. Mm. And then when they try, when she's trying to show them, well, this lady's been beaten up, so what you do is you. You do this, and then you gather uh, evidence, and you go and to then court. you go to the court, and they're like, oh, "Fuck that!" Like it's just, that's just their yeah. She deserved what it, she got. Yeah, that's how it would be there. I mean, 
no, we don't take that to court. That's just too much. Now, obviously, there are people who don't think that in the midst of that country as well. There are men who don't believe it. It's just a cultural thing. Overall. And it's everywhere. It's in England. It's in Canada. It's in America. It's in Africa. It's going to be everywhere. It seems that to me is the hopeless thing, the attitude. And then it leads to this horrific kind of stuff. And this woman, the real woman in real life, who Rachel Weiss plays, it's like it's not even, it doesn't even occur to her. It doesn't appear that it even occurs to her that there's any other thing to do except stop it. Like, we've got to help these girls. It's a really good uh, portrayal, I thought, of um, how green she is when she walks into this thing at the beginning because she literally only goes to do this job because she's it's for for the money basically yeah. right to look after oh, we didn't mention she's actually been hired as she's a, a police officer in the US. yeah but it's a private company yeah who brings police officers from around the world and trains it's a them corporation that gets billions of dollars from different governments america england croatia whatever to bring their po- their private police Specialists. force and train yeah, them Yeah, so it's not like she's working for the government directly, because then she's working for the UN, which is also not the government. So it's all a privatized thing. And the interesting, the whole interesting thing about it is, because you're working for this privatized thing, it has a name, it's a British company, um, you're exempt from laws in those yeah. countries. So when these UN dudes are fucking these girls and paying for these girls, they're, they're actually immunity. immune from that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a... Hotbed of- Isn't that a weird... Who made up that shit? I don't know. No. What point in history did someone decide if you are some sort of government official and you go to another country, the whole world decides that... The law doesn't apply to you. You can do whatever you want. Like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense, does it? Other than there are cultural things that might be Not just weird. the law doesn't apply to you. Nothing applies to you yeah. in this country. You can do anything. You are exempt. Exempt from everything. Who made that up? Yeah, it's insane. Because we've heard it in movies our whole lives. I've seen news reports of real people who, like, children of diplomats who've done crazy shit in other countries and they don't go to jail and they don't get fines because they have diplomatic immunity. Why is this going off so often? And the interesting thing about this um, is the... There's, like, a... At the end of a movie where it gives you, like, some what happened next kind of thing. And there's a lot of dudes involved. A lot of dudes who had it with these little... These young girls and everything. In the UN, in the military, in all these things... None of them ever got prosecuted for anything Doesn't because like of the it. because of the immunity thing, which is ridiculous. Like because they had photographs of them fucking the girls. How all do you kinds go home to your wife and your family and do barbecue with your friends and drink a beer and go to the bar and stuff, knowing that in your life you were a part of that? And they did get a load of photographs of people doing it. That's crazy. But then, if you're really sucked sure into that world, do you know what I mean? Like it almost seems like you walk in the bar. Say you walk in. And you're like, all these other dudes are doing it, and you're thinking, this is there's a girl chained up over there, and she's bleeding. This is fucked up. And then you drink a few drinks, and they're like, hey, man, you want to go? You want to go for it? And you kind of like, nobody else gives a shit what I do. And then you become part of it. Actually, that is just like that movie with Jodie Foster and the pinball Absolutely. Because there are some... The accused. People in there who are like, wow, this is fucked up, but then go along with the thing. See, there's the thing about being, you didn't rape her. You cheered it on. You did nothing to stop it. Therefore, you are the same as the rapist. That's what that was all about. Yeah, because cheering on, I mean, it's horrible. (laughs) I mean, I'm just glad you're a nice person. Nobody in that movie, The Accused, was a good guy at all. Nobody helped her. 
How did I find you after a life of being very, very aware of the horrible things men can think and do and are taught to think and do? And then you're not like that. Correct. You really aren't. And I think... Perhaps um, I should be a peacekeeper for the UN. I think you could be good at something that involved helping people, yes. So, um, yeah, it's a grim movie. Very grim. Makes you think. Like that. I like that kind of movie. Really well made. Very well made. Um... And interesting because... Uh, There's not a weak link at all anywhere that I can cast. think of. Yeah, really, yeah, everything's really solid movie. Absolutely. There's not a moment of, oh, they said that line kind of weird or that set looks kind of dodgy or the color was no. weird or the music was off. Nothing at all. It was just... You go along like kind of half-hands the over your eyes kind of thing. The movie even feels dirty. Yep, exactly. Like it's filmed in like a grimy, grimy. dirty, <laughs> grainy kind of... Almost like badly lit sometimes on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you don't go, oh, that's badly lit. You go, yes, that place would look like that. It's a shadowy, horrible place, right? So, yeah, I really liked its design, obviously, because it, and you know, there's a lot of handheld camera work going on. Yeah, a lot of moving of them. But not ridiculously zoom in, zoom out stuff where it would freak. Unfortunately, whenever I see that, even though it's a slight movement, everyone's, so I can all of a sudden imagine there's a dude standing there. He's got that get up, you know, yeah, that just film trying to thing. Hold it. <laughs> but he's. It's an, purposely it's a, moving a little bit. Just a little bit, but yeah. he's, it's a dude with it all strapped yeah, on him. Be. He's got the camera, and then like the director might be standing right next to him. So unfortunately, it kind of pulls me out a little bit, but it's not overdone at all. It's just got that little bit of like... In some in some movies, movie. they overdo it. Yeah. They zoom in and out too much, and it gets a bit crazy, like Cloverfield or something. But this, it's not like that. It just seems handheld. That's, even though it's a very smooth, high-def picture, it seems handheld yeah. on occasion. Um, so the cast here, uh, Rachel Weiss is Catherine Bolivac, the real, who is the real lady who, I said, there's some extras on here, which feature her, but we'll go into that later. But, um, it's a fascinating story. I heard about it at the time. It's funny because I was on BBC News and I read about this. It was a while back. 1999. Yeah, and... Thinking about, uh, I was I was really thinking, oh my god, like sex slaves and stuff. That's weird. Like it's, that sounds like something. I think I do. You know what it was? I think I'd seen eight millimeter at yep, the time, right which that was time. a weird, freaky. Um, if you've not seen it, you should see. It's not exactly about this, but no. it it's it has that freaky. It's about stuff. missing persons and how yeah. some people just disappear, but they've act. These young girls have also been involved in. And then I remember reading this, and I was like, "Wow, is this a thing now? Like, is this happening all over the place? Like, it kind of freaked me out." But yeah, it took a, a while for this movie to get made, didn't it? It's one of those things, isn't it? They're all sensitive. People don't oh, want God, you to say yeah. things, and she wrote a book. Like this book came out last year. Um, so yeah, Rachel Weiss, she's fantastic. I, I literally could watch her in anything. Absolutely. She's like somebody said about her in the extra or whatever, she's not like a actress. She's not a movie star, she's an actor. Not a movie star, she's an I, I totally agree. I agree totally. Because I just bought that she was this lady who was, you know, in the middle of this shit and she wasn't Hollywooding it up. She wasn't being, you know other actresses would Hollywood it up. She was never glam, she was never anything. She no. just was Um so yeah, there's a lot to be said uh, for performance. Not she's not been nominated for anything, which is kind of. But it is a 2010. Yeah, exactly. Film. Maybe she was, and we just she wasn't. It. Hmm. Um, Vanessa Redgrave plays Madeline Reese. Um, very good. Good, but it, you know, it's, it's a pivotal role, but it's pretty small. 
uh, is a pivotal person in these in this line of things that have to happen. But as a role, I feel like it was. It doesn't have to be her, but she does a good job of it. She's way older than the real lady because yeah, we saw yeah, the real yeah. lady, but she—I'm sure she was fine with. Vanessa yeah, Riker absolutely. Yeah. They had the same color hair, but um, that's fascinating. And then there's Monica Bellucci, who's another uh, mm. famous actress. Plays Laura Lavani. I think um, she's actually an activist in this thing in real life. I think she? I've seen her name on some things because Angelina Jolie is also involved in drawing attention to yeah, this, and I think this lady is too. Monica Bellucci, I, I love her. She's really intense. Yeah. She seems really bitchy and like She's in one cold. of my uh, recommendations for this week. Um, <laughs> she was also in The Matrix uh, Reloaded. Um, she's a French actress, very famous in France. Not not as famous over here, but you've seen her. Mm-hmm. If you've seen movies here, you've seen her. Uh, yeah, I liked her in this, and it was a, a different role to what I see her play normally. She's an official, and she's it's, in that role. I'm, yeah. I'm part of the bureaucracy. I can't really do anything for you. This is what I can do, and that's it. So it makes you come across asshole-ish. I mean, she makes only, her effort. But you can only do a certain amount. She is constrained, and she allows herself to stay constrained, whereas the the other lady... Yeah, she doesn't... She kind of is... The morality of it overrides her. Whereas the French lady, I think her character, it's almost like, you know what? I've seen and heard it all, and I can't fix it all. This is what I can yeah, do. That- that is it. Which and I'm is not exactly jeopardize. how people yeah. are in the in bureaucracy. And she's dressed very well, and you can imagine she doesn't want to shake her timbers and lose what she's got. You know, I kind of add a lot to the... I'm thinking of the real person in that circumstance. In real life, there was a woman in that position. And when you start shaking the timbers on this kind of stuff, you're going to lose it. And I think she did that really well. I didn't feel she was bitchy. I felt the no, way she, was she did professional. it. Absolutely. 100% but robotic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, look, I can save this girl, but I can't save that one. That's just only, how it goes. I can like. only do it if the paperwork yeah. works out. And um, she doesn't do it like, I don't give a shit. And she doesn't do it like... But, I mean, she will willingly let a girl go. Not yeah. not be saved. Go, just not exist Because if there's like. no paper trail for her to justify no. her actions... So, she is, yeah, dealing with... I mean, she's letting horrible shit happen. It's, it, most people are in this movie. Yeah. Subconsciously, even, just letting horrible shit happen and turning a blind eye to it. Um, David Strathan plays <laughs> Peter Ward. I really love Anonymous him. Anonymous Famous, I think. I think he calls well in that category, because I don't know his name. I never know his real name. No, he's in a lot of movies. He's in a lot of movies. And you will see him in a lot of movies. He was in the one with the dog. That was really good. Remember, um... Was it... I think it was a movie... Where he... <laughs> I mean, I mean, or was yeah. it, or was no, no, it no. family game? It wasn't great. It wasn't great. It was... Um, what were those old bars called in the 30s and 40s? In the 30s that were... Speakeasies. Yes, Speakeasy. Oh, His yes, he was in that. Yeah, yeah. Goes to the cafe. God, that was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. But he was that guy. And that kind of turned me around on him because I never liked him much before. No, he's good. Because he's always kind of a weasel and he's always but. a little bit of a dick. And in this one, you're not sure. The music and the tone of the conversations she has with these people, they really make you unclear. As if you were her speaking to these people and thinking to yourself, I don't think I, don't know I if can to trust, trust you. Them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He does a good job. I like. I mean, it's kind of generic, but he does a fine job. I just put this guy in. He's only in it like two scenes. Benedict, I just love his name. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, who is uh, BBC's Sherlock at the moment. 
Um, he plays Nick Kaufman. I mean, he's literally a small performance, but we just come off the back of watching two seasons of uh, yeah. Sherlock, so I was like, wow, I've never seen him in anything. The only hiccup I felt, because they made a big deal of her going to him, he represents the corporation she works for, yep. and then it just sort of drops off. We never see him It again. does drop off, and he, uh, the last scene you see him in... He's like... He's got this uh, odd um, look on his face. I think he wants to yeah, do something, but, but then... He's in his position and his he comfort. can't... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you literally That's don't it. see him again. Um, and who else have we got? Roxana... The, try and pronounce that name. Which one is it? I gotta get my old lady. Roxana... Roxana Kundurachi, I think. Yeah, now she plays Rhea, which is the main sex-trafficked girl in this um, plot. Um... I, I was convinced I'd seen her before. She looks like one of them people I'm like, oh, yeah, must have seen her in a movie just recently. But when I looked her up on IMDb, there's literally nothing about her. There's not even a where she's from. And she does... It's not just about being afraid or being hurt or being the horrible things that happen to this young girl in, in the scenes we see. She balances it out in a way where you still feel she's salvageable... Do you know what I mean? Like, um, she's savable. She's truly, you know, some of the other young women you see, you feel, oh, I mean, they're going to be fucked up forever. There's nothing. No, that she's not. No, absolutely. I mean, they all I'm are. just saying, like, the way this actress girl does it, you feel like if we were to pluck her out of this and then follow on with her, she does it in a way where she's not completely ruined yet. And she does it really well. Whereas some other girl might have just been the constant <gasps> yeah. but she does it, re- the look is on and her face. And I mean, face. there is a gratuitous Absolutely. violent scene that involves her. And she's completely convincing and it's horrible because... But you don't see what happens, but when you, yeah, you piece know. it together in your mind, because you do see the an object... It's the same as Paris Trout. It's a, it's it's a horrible all, thing. Yeah. You don't see it, but no. you know it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's just like, oh my God, I, now I know what they just did to her. Like, what, what could it have possibly been? Oh my God, that's horrible. So yeah, it's like... Um, and, and her she, friend. I put her friend. You didn't put her friend, but I think her friend did a really Paula good job too. Yeah, as, as Luba. Luba. She's Luba. the friend... Who the two they of them? They both go together. Yeah, yeah, they think they're going to hotel, blah blah blah. Working park. in a posh hotel. Little do they know. And this girl plays her part as if, whereas Raya seems like she will almost do anything to get out of it. Whereas Luba, you get the hint. Her, her vibe is always like, "Look, just keep alive, just shut up, and just do what they tell us, and go along with it." Kind of. Because her friend says a couple of times... But she does it really away, well, yeah. get away from it, and she's just kind of I just like, think they're the stars of the show. Even though we see Rachel Weisz the most, I am convinced, and I want to go f- help them, I want to go save them, I want to go get them out of it, and I feel and like... And so does Rachel Weisz, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is. Doesn't, I mean... It seems hopeless. Yeah. So uh, this is directed by Larissa Kondraki. I'm sure I butchered her name, but she's not directed anything else before. It's her first feature. She's Danish, if I recall. Um, she wasn't on the extras? On the extra? She was not. No, and there's no director commentary, unfortunately, so uh, we didn't hear anything from her. Um, but yeah, she, her and a la- another lady who didn't get a name wrote wrote it together. And then, uh, for, But yeah, for a, it doesn't feel like a first feature for anybody. No, because it's got, it's got elements of 
cinematography, f, you know, things going on. Yeah, it's not just like a vanilla look. At some, like I say, it's got a style to it. And if you think of being on the set in the moment on those days when some of those scenes had to be done, there had to be some... You know, the director is always kind of spoken about as the person who sets the tone, gets the performances out of the people, makes it all believable. Like David Schwimmer doing the one that we saw recently Trust. where you felt... Yeah. Like, it was so heavy, that one. And yet, when you saw on the set, he really wanted people to take it all to heart. I felt like in this movie, somebody was there holding hands with people and before scenes going, look, this is really happening to people. We can't ham it up. Yeah, we can't no, do nobody... Um, no. That's what I'm saying. It's not an entertainment movie. No. Because even performances are not entertaining. Everybody is being serious about what's going on, respectfully, as this is a real thing. Um, and Except, I, appropriately, the one dickhead guy who kind of sparks it all, he seems kind of... <laughs> and that's appropriate. Yeah. So that's the one that you get the vibe that he's a dickhead. So, um, Blu-ray extras, there's one. It lasts for five minutes. It's five minutes disappointing... And- Five minutes. Yeah, some movies you don't want many extras, and then some movies you're like, well, I could take a leave extras on this one, but this one you really want backstory. You want real story. You- I agree with you. A, a, a full length documentary about the entire topic would have been awesome. And a commentary with the director and the writer, and you know the real lady. She could was have, on there. I mean, she could have been on a full length commentary. Track, yeah. Um, but obviously, we don't get treated to any of that. We just get this one featurette called Kathy Bolivac, the real whistleblower. Now that sounds great when you read the title and you think you're going to get the whole real thing, but it's very brief. I guess we'll read a book. We could get a book and read it. Oh, that would be interesting. I actually went to a website tonight to check it out, and there's a page on her website that gives you all the video interviews that have been done, oh. um, podcasts that, well, not podcasts. Um, Interview radio interviews, etc. There's a whole page of them that you can watch and listen to. Well, that's so good. that's just as good as any extra. Yeah, you just yeah. have to go to her site to watch it. But yeah, uh, when she did the interview with the Daily Telegraph in the UK, there's the whole video interview that lasts like an hour and a half. So, like originally, when it very first was the original off? thing. Yeah. Oh right. So you can see all that on her site, which is great. Yeah. But they could have just included a link to the site, maybe on here or something. But there's nothing here. Just. Because in the movie, they, they make it as if she's taken a bunch of these physical files, like folder files with pictures yeah. and stuff. And I, I was thinking, like, what what really happened to those? Did she just walk into BBC and plunk them on a desk? Did they scan them all and put them on their news? And, you know, I, I guess I would like to look that up. Uh, but then again, if you do too much to outshine the topic of this movie, you're sort of doing a disservice. Yeah. You don't want to make it about her. You want to make it about the topic. So, therefore, a, a, a full-length story about this topic would have been even more enlightening. And when I said earlier about that some movies are um, entertaining and some movies are there for a message, this movie is to shine a light on this thing that you might have never thought about at all. You might have never thought about it. It truly makes me wonder what can a person living in the middle of America in a comfy life, yeah. what can you do? I mean, how can you... Other than the basics of, like, the young men in your life, teach them not to be this way if you can. Okay, that's fine. But in the moment, there's some horrible things happening in the world. All kinds of things. I would like to look into... And I don't mean like, oh, I'm a do-gooder, because I'm not. I'm not an activist of any kind, of any way, shape, or form. But if you see this and you feel like, oh my god, there's got to be 
something, one little thing, I can actually participate. I so that will make me look into I it. I can't imagine you, you could watch this and not think about something else. I mean, not think about... I, I think some people you, would feel very hopeless and yeah, defeated. You can't come out of this movie not thinking about it. So then it's great in that way because... I think that you if you're watching think, your local news and they come on and say, you know... Jane Doe and Melissa Kerouac from So and So Street have been discovered dead in a ditch, and they were part of they were been trafficked and raped. And you're like, oh, those are the girls on my daughter's soccer team. Then it might occur to you, but when it's a country that you know nothing about, and you it distances you from it, doesn't it? Yeah, but this is this is some heavy. It's a heavy, heavy movie. It's not a light-hearted thing. As a man, what does that does that do anything different in your mind than it does to mine? No, it just makes me feel really sad and like a sense of hopelessness of just man is just, you know, mainly men in this case, but men and women and people in power humans are just shitty. Like, I mean, yes, there are a lot of good people in the world. Absolutely. You can't look at it, but it seems to me there's more people who are corruptible and bad. I guess that's why every tale that's ever been told and on the subject bad is always really big and when good triumphs over it everyone feels a good sense of satisfaction and yet in life you don't always get that happy ending star wars (laughs) everything goes back to star wars (laughs) of course it's the only story ever told it's the first and last and yeah so yeah it's um i really really think it's an amazing movie i do because like it's hard to say i like this movie because you feel dirty but to say it is well done it's not an exploitative thing. It's not like a... You know. I felt the same when we watched Trust, to be honest yeah. with you. It had the it same impact. It focuses on an issue that happens all the time, but we don't really... And it was done in a way where you felt almost like it was right in your front yard. Yeah. And it was right up personal, but it was very serious. And you felt like, <gasps> I want to not have this happen in the world. Trust, by the way, is actually quite good if you want to see it. Scott, what's his name? And what's her face? Yeah, those <laughs> directed by that guy from Friends. David Schwimmer. It's, really um, it's about young girls being lured by men on the internet to, like, they talk them into a relationship and then eventually to catch a want to have sex. Kind of yes, thing. absolutely. But yeah, but Chris Hansen doesn't. There's turn no up law in this enforcement case. involved. Unfortunately, it's really, really well done. It, it sure is, um, and it will also make you feel um, horrible at the end of it. It make you want to beat up the next gross guy you meet. <laughs> so. um... Yeah, that is the uh, movie, um, and that, the Blu-ray was a good Blu-ray. Um, occasionally, I thought they uh, mixed the music a bit too high and the dialogue a bit too low. Just occasionally. A couple of times, and I felt it was kind of deliberate just to get you... I also was up. thinking that myself, yeah. because there was a scene where um, Vanessa Redgrave was whispering almost to Rachel Weiss, and I didn't get the entire what she said, apart from just bits and pieces of it, and the music was welling up, and I was thinking... Maybe we're supposed to be a bit ambiguous on this yeah, conversation. Yeah, I think so. Because it was, so, it was in the dark, yeah, it in was, the yeah. secret, and I think that it was supposed to be like... Because it didn't matter that you didn't get it. This is a pivotal moment. Yeah. She can decide to not do something or go forward, yeah. and this lady is also putting herself out there, so felt like it seemed a little out of balance, but... But yeah, apart from that, it's good. Um, it's just a shame that there's not a ton of extras. And not just a ton, just some. Really, because <laughs> I guess not... it'll make us seek out the topic on our own. And I did, um, and there's plenty of information out there, obviously. 
and she ha- does have a website. It's just the lady, the lady's name, KatherineBolovac.com. You can go there, and there's all the information about this, including, including links. I hope people don't take that as, oh, look, now she's famous and rich off of this, and that was her her objective, because I don't... No. It, I, it doesn't feel like that. I would have to look into there again, it some we, more. Yeah, it didn't seem like that. No. Well, how could you over some subject like that? Because I feel like the dude who wrote the book that led to Killer Elite, that was the idea. Hmm. <laughs> you know, to get some attention and get some fame. To become the next Tom Clancy. Uh, based on a true story, <laughs> my ass. All right, so, um, so yeah, thanks to Fox for the uh, Blu-ray. And uh, recommended by me. Um, but, uh, di- full disclosure, it's not a fun night at the movies. It's a think about horrible stuff that's really happening. If Still, you have daughters, particularly teenage daughters, who you don't keep track of 100%, um, might not be a bad topic to discuss because it, you're not immune just because you're in the you know mid America and your daughter's on a cheerleading squad and she's blonde and cute and surrounded by middle American people or in the middle of England and she's got like you know you're not immune to this kind of thing. No. So um, thanks to Fox, and uh, if you want to enter a contest, go to aschoolie.com. You can win some stuff. Uh, next week's Blu-ray will be In Time on Blu-ray disc, Justin Timberlake movie, the new uh, sci-fi one. I'll so, be the first to say, I like Justin Timberlake in movies. I've liked him I liked him so in a Social Network. That and? changed my mind on him, actually. The other one? Forget the name of it. That one? Oh, yeah, that one. That one where it's oh, like jerks and the boy gets kidnapped. Jerks and the boy? The jerks kidnap the boy, they think. Oh. Alpha dog. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say good. something dog. Yeah, that was pretty good. That was a long time ago, too. All right, so. I've got a mind of steel. Movie recommendations before we do our game. Um, I, was going for, I was going for ones along the line of, of this movie, ones to make you think. Um, and this one, when I was talking about entertaining films and... Taken with uh, Liam Neeson is kind of half entertaining, half shocking, right? It's kind of a mixture of an action movie and a... Uh, uh, Shining um, a light on the same topic. Yeah, it's about hu- human trafficking again. So yeah, Taken with um, Liam Neeson. And Irreversible because of Monica Belushi. And if you ever want to see a movie that will leave you feeling dirty and like used up, it's this movie. With an image of something that you don't want to have in your mind. There's several images yes, of true. things that you don't want to have in your mind. So irreversible. And I think that um, Monica Bellucci likes playing not contra- well, yeah, controversial um, kind of stuff. There's quite a few roles. If you look at a French movie career, she's done quite a few um, off-the-beaten-path movies. Because Irreversible is about as off-the-beaten-path as you can possibly be, right? For a Holly, you know, because she's crossed over to Hollywood too. There's an episode of Home Movies, which I've been watching lately. It's an animation show that was on, I forget what channel, Com- I don't know, Adult Swim. And they do one episode, this eight-year-old boy is a filmmaker and he wants to make his film backwards. And his friends are saying to him like, but it's really obnoxious because someone already did it. And now if you do it, it just seems really obnoxious. Because irreversible, of course, is oh, memento they mention. They, yeah, they mentioned Pulp Fiction, they mentioned Memento, and they're like, yeah, but then somebody did it already. <laughs> so why is it can't be good? Because um, it's not a new, you know, like that. And I think that's really funny. Uh, I'm a, I had three this week. My final one was The Insider, oh, which yeah. is another Absolutely. shining the light on corruption in high places. Being in danger for being whistleblower. Do you know that I work for a state agency, and of course in our state government we have. Full it's not it. even 
very old. No, no, we have an actual policy that says you cannot be treated differently or get in trouble for drawing a light to or drawing attention to anyone above you who is either breaking policy or doing something that, you know, it's actually written. Now, I copied that policy and put it as my signature one on my emails, and I was told to remove it. See? Because it seemed a little bit heavy-handed. All like you was trying to be a... uh, Yeah, let's make people aware of their rights. God forbid. And my now even saying that, I feel like, oh, somebody might be listening to this, and now I'm going to get another... See, so there is corruption higher up. It's not corruption. It's like everybody's just covering their ass, you know? And it seems really... I mean, nothing horrible ever happens in that situation, but just that little bit of... Don't don't upset the higher-ups. Correct. You know, kind of shit. My recommendations are... And this movie has no quality compared to the one we've just watched. However, it's called Hostel. And it is... Which is a... The concept of being lured into something that innocently you go to a place where you don't understand they've gone to a different country and then because of someone else's greed and someone else's horrible corruption thing you innocently get drawn into this horrific situation and that's what that is but that one's purely for entertainment reasons entertainment and disturbing well it didn't yeah. make me think that that shit could possibly be happening There's but a it's, new how can movie. you say it's entertaining it's really horrible well it's, it's a shocking visual horror movie flick kind of, yeah uh, yeah and then Silkwood is sort of, to me, a quintessential whistleblower movie. Because she, again, innocently gets wrapped up in just a bad thing that's happening where she works. And uh, if you haven't seen it, it's Silkwood. It's from, like, the early 80s, yeah. is it? And um, Meryl no. Streep, Cher. Is yeah. it mid? And um, it's really good. It's really... it. The same thing will happen to you. You'll think, God, why do these assholes just let things happen that... And then innocent people get sucked into it. And then Michael Crichton, another one, is uh, because someone is trying to... The, if you look back over the years, there's lots of movies, mm-hmm. generally based on true stories also, where people... I mean, it's, it's ultimate that this one's called The Whistleblower, because yeah. that's literally what those people are in all those movies. The person who speaks out and then gets in severe trouble for it, right? Um, but yeah, there's lots of them, if you think. It's a system that wants to keep you quiet. All right. What's the game for this week? The game is the same game as every other week. It is called Write That Line. R-I-G-H-T. R-I-G-H-T. Just Why? stop talking. R-I-G-H-T. Not W-R-I-T-E. Correct. I have to explain it because they're not looking at it. Write That Line is, I'm going to tell you a line from a movie that's very famous, and you're going to tell me if I'm telling it to you correctly or incorrectly. And because apparently last week I tell you... You you just put it succinctly that you say a line from a movie that's famous, and I said a line from Annie Hall, which is probably Woody Allen's most famous movie, a very famous movie, Academy Award winning, if I'm not mistaken. But the line wasn't famous. Yes, it was, and apparently it wasn't famous enough because you didn't know it. It's not that. It's not like an iconic <laughs> line to it me. Is, it is. It isn't. It's not the same as one I'm about to feed to you. And if anyone argues that the line you gave me about masturbation is the same as this it's line, very iconic. No, in terms of. Who, if you ask 10,000 people, have you heard this line? Have you heard this line? More people are going to hear the one I'm about to give you. I'm just, I'm just saying. You can't argue with Annie that. Annie Hall, not famous enough. Go on. My line is... Are you ready? Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. It starts with teacher says, but I didn't think that was necessary. And uh, it's from It's a Wonderful Life. 
Yeah. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. It sounds wrong. That's for you to decide. Have you heard of the line? Yeah. Okay. I think it's wrong. <laughs> In what way? Do you think it's wrong? Because this one got me. I actually thought it was I think something. the bell rings thing is wrong. What do you mean? I think it's something else, like light shining or clouds clapping. <laughs> it's not bell rings, is it? I don't know. I don't know. I was saying I don't think the bell rings bit is right. Okay, but you're still saying it's incorrect. Yeah. It is incorrect, but it's not that part. Every time an, a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. I said its oh, wings. Uh-huh. It's his wings, which also annoys me. But uh, I thought it was correct to say every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. So I was going to feed you that as the correct line. So that's a perfect I example. Got it either way. So that's it. The correct line is every time a bell. Teacher says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. All right, now I will. Sexist um, movie. Now I'm just going to uh, consult my touchpad because. What are we trying to say? Every angel is a man. Yes. As if. So, um, games and A scully stuff this week. It was the Oscar nominations this week on uh, on Tuesday. So they, um, you know. The 84th Annual Academy Awards uh, nominees were named. Uh, so I'm just going to go over the Best Picture, because that's my favourite category. Um, so, Best Picture um, nominees are The Artist, um, The Descendants, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, The Help, Hugo, Midnight in Paris, Moneyball, The Tree of Life, and War Horse. We have seen one of those movies. <laughs> But we will be seeing several more of them in the coming weeks. And I'm sure we'll be reviewing some of them. But unfortunately for us, generally these movie companies put put them out after the Oscars, don't they? In my past life, before I met you, I used to go to the movies all the time. And I would have seen every single one of those. You know what? I bet half of those don't come to our theatre. I bet Woody Allen's movie doesn't. I bet. um, Oh, well, they would come to Columbia, though. Right. Um, I'm just saying, in my past, before I met you, I would have seen every single movie because I would have gone to every movie anyway. And some... I hate the movie theater. So Oh, I hate of, the movie theater too, but I still want to see the movies. So some of the um, other ones in other categories that I thought was interesting was... Uh, well, the best actor... Oh, best supporting actor that was a good one for you. What's well, he called? Shit face. <laughs> What's he called? I forget his name. Jonah Hill. For mm-hmm. Moneyball. Now, we have to see Moneyball now, Correct. just to see if Jonah Hill can win you over. Because maybe you can. Maybe it's so different, you know? Uh, Kristen Wiig... It isn't his performances that don't win me over. It's him. I don't like him. Kristen Wiig for Bridesmaids. I love uh, her. Not for being in Bridesmaids, but for writing the screenplay Obvious. for Obviously Bridesmaids. Obviously, funny, yeah. funny movie. Loved it, yeah. loved it. I think she deserves to win. That's a good one. Um... Another interesting thing of note is uh, Pixar are not in the best animated feature film of the year. Uh, the ones that are in there are Rango, Puss in Boots, Kung Fu Panda 2. Um, can't mention anything about the foreign language movies because I don't know any of them. We should make an effort on those too because I love movies. You can never see them either until after the fact. They'll be on Netflix. Not until after the fact because they, they've right. not got... Um, if they do win, then they become a DVD and somebody... You know what I mean? Somebody distributes them. Um, David Fincher, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, you know, I can't wait to see that movie. Fincher's one of my favourite directors. But he's not really uh, he's not really in there. What do you mean, not really? Uh, Either it is music or it isn't. Music and um, 
It's already out and everything? Yeah. All right, I'm out of the loop. Um, cinematography, but that's well, not obvious. It could obvious. be really shitty. Why would he be nominated if it's not great? <laughs> oh, I don't. Uh, Fincher doesn't make shit. Um, it's, it's in there for editing and cinematography. Um, but yeah, he's not, he's not in there for best picture, and etc. Gary Oldman's in there for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, best actor. Um, it's not really a surprise because I've been following all the... Um, I have a prediction. Not of the winners. I have a prediction that somebody, somebody will get on that stage or refuse to come in the name of this sex trafficking cause. They'll get on the stage and say something or draw attention to it or they'll refuse to come because it will be part of their thing. Right. I just my prediction. Because every year there's some political thing that somebody says. Didn't you say somebody wasn't coming or getting... They didn't up? mention... You know, Tree of Life guy. Tree of Life, yeah. Malik, Terrence Malik. He didn't... They, when they read him out for Best Picture, they, they said some... I was I was watching to be it live or something. to be determined something, and I was like, "What do you mean to be determined?" Terence Malik directed it because they're not saying who's going to come and get the award; they're saying who. Yeah, but usually, best picture, the people who get the award are producers. Not yeah, but director. everybody else, they were just saying like right. Midnight in Paris, Woody Allen. You know, they were saying that. So I was like, I don't even understand why they're not saying his name. Maybe he just refused to be anything to do with this. He's pretty know. aloof, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, some um, drive that we watched the other week that I think is outstanding and uh, has been nominated for a lot of awards recently. The Independent Spirit Awards, it's all over there. And English BAFTA Awards. And um, it's literally the Academy haven't... It's in here once. See, I'm torn on the Academy Awards because I love I love it on one hand. It's about movies. I've watched it's it my politics, entire life. Though, isn't it? And it's absolute bullshit, really. Because you can buy your way via advertising and campaigning for yourself or for your movie or for your the person you represent. You could represent Helen Mira. And let's say she's really Helen Mira. She's really <laughs> she's really awesome. So you've decided you're you're posting a campaign to get her noticed to get the movie out there. You put her face in the paper, you talk about it everywhere you go, you versus someone else who might be equally or better as good. <laughs> but they don't have that. They don't get in the face in the name, and she's they're not Helen Mirren, and they're so, sometimes, I am fully aware. And then other times, I'm like, yeah, but it's just a, you know, it's like the fluffy thing that I've watched my whole life. And I find it fascinating, and so I'm not bullshitted into believing that because someone gets nominated for Best Picture, that that's the best movie of the year. It isn't, never. I know better. Uh, Drive did get in one category, and it's the Best Achievement for Sound Editing. Um, and I do agree with that because that opening sequence, <laughs> mm-hmm. which um, is the Clippers game on the radio, um, a heist going down at the same time, police scanners mixed together so expertly that it keep like you're on the edge of your seat the yep. entire time. And you grasp everything yeah, that's going I think on. That Absolutely. was because nobody says anything. There's even helicopters, scene. news reporters yeah. going on over the top of it as well. So I do agree with that. Um, and one thing I'll make a prediction here. At some point in the Oscars ceremony, somebody will make a joke about um, the artist, because it's a silent movie, about it having the best sound design or the best (laughs) script. You reckon? Yes. Well, it has a script. It does, but (laughs) something to do with, well... Being silent. Yes. Like the opening guy will say. Who is it? Billy? 
Crystal? Billy Crystal this year, yeah. And I know I prep a prediction that you're going to say, man, he looks old. Yeah, he, he does <laughs> look... you say, you have this time warp Billy in your Crystal. mind. Like, people don't age. I saw Billy Crystal recently, actually, on a press conference for the Oscars. He's got a way back hairline. He looks like an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. Like an old lady. Like a grandma. If he had a grandma dress on, it would be... That's what he looks like. <laughs> maybe that's what he looks did in. <laughs> yeah, maybe. A grandma dress. What's um, a grandma dress, by the way? Like... The dress that chick wore in the movie last week out on the farm with her boots. Yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, she was a beautiful young yeah. woman in a grocery Yeah, she'd be wearing that same dress when she's 70. Like, Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's my predictions for this year. Um, so, yeah, I like the Oscars, but, yeah, it is... Are we going to predict winners the week before? When yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Okay. Even if we... Well, I've got a few of them to see, like I say, so we will see a couple of them. We'll see Moneyball, which I Of have. all those, I have to sit And we'll Moneyball. see The Artist, which oh, I, I have got a screen definitely. Of. To be honest, I love silent movies. I always have, always will. I just don't watch them enough because I'm lazy. It's not enough talking in them for me. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's what Billy Crystal... Billy Crystal... Oh, I'm sorry, was that a joke? Billy Crystal, you can have that one for free. If you have to explain that it's a joke, it isn't funny. All right, so uh, have I been playing any games this week? Not really, because there are no games out. I'm sorry, was someone asking you that question, or were you just curious on your own? So there are... (laughs) So, I did get invited into the closed beta of Auto Club Revolution, which is called ACR for short, which I... I yeah, so I'm curious. I don't, you wrote it out as one word. It is one word. Right. I don't appreciate um, abbreviations generally, but for this one, I like ACR, because Auto Club Revolution is a bit of a mouthful. Anyway, it's essentially, for the PC, think of Forza Motorsport for the Xbox. Do I have to? But... Um, it's the PC. It's like a PC version of Forza Motorsport, but it's all running a web browser. Now you might think, oh, all running a web browser, that probably looks like a pile of shit, like a Flash game. No, it's actually a full-fledged PC game. You know, 2012 graphics, racing game, 60 frames per second. The funny thing about that is, no, didn't occur to me that it would no, look like shit. Is game, game <laughs> um, so yeah, it's yeah because web browser games generally look like Flash games, right? They're, you don't see a full-on game in a web browser. Mm, true. And this is literally a... You know, it goes full screen, and it's anti-aliased, and it's got the latest effects, you know, like... It's anti-aliased, for those of us who don't know. Uh, no jaggedy edges. Your graphics I mean, I card smooth it. it. Um, draws the image several times and merges them over the top of each other so you don't get rough edges. Um, so, it's in closed beta at the moment, so you can't experience it probably. You can go to the site and sign up for the closed beta. But apparently it's going into open beta in a couple of weeks, so um, keep an eye out for it. It's autoclubrevolution.com. And your opinion of it is? I'm really enjoying it so far. Because it's like you earn XP when you do finish a race. It's easy to get into a race with other people. You just click on the race button and suddenly you're in a lobby with eight other people. Well, it's eight people racing at the same time. Um it encourages proper racing, not smashing each other off the track. You know, there's black flags if you, you know, oh, cut corners. If you smash somebody off the track on purpose, you get penalised, you know, 10 seconds added to your time, that kind of thing. It's not so, crazy taxi. <laughs> no, it's a proper serious racing game. And it's going to be free to play, which is the greatest thing about it. It's not actually going to cost you any money. Unless you want to buy... Um, you can actually earn all the cars in the game by doing races, but if you want to like buy um, new paint jobs for your cars, that thing, that's where they will take money off you. Have there been any new crazy taxis? 
Because it seems like such a well, such a perfect franchise. Because you could just keep adding stuff and cities and three of them, I think. But it's a really good concept. In fact, they did they did re-release Crazy Taxi recently on Xbox Live Arcade in high def. You know the Dreamcast version. They they did put that out recently. Dreamcast. Because uh, it's never been in high def. Because the Dreamcast obviously was not. Um, so yeah, not there's nothing to do with Crazy Taxi. No. Auto Club Revolution. You can go to that site, sign up. You don't have to pay a penny for it. It's one of those games. If you really love it, you can spend a few bucks and buy some new paint jobs and new cars. If you are casual at it, you don't have to spend a penny. It's that kind of game. Free to play, they call it. No, they call them freemium. Freemiums, yeah, if you want to spend money. But yeah, as far as I can tell in this beta stage, you you wouldn't have to pay for anything unless you want... um, a better car. I was going to say a better <laughs> car, but no, because you can get all the cars from credits from the races. So if you race enough, you can buy the cars with the credits from the race. It's just if you wanted, like, oh, I want, like, a metallic pink car, so I need to buy that paint. But you found our colour, the lime green. I did, yeah. I did, our car's not in there. There are Ford cars, but there's not a Fiesta. There's a um, Focus I do love our car. Which is close. I mean, I call it my car because I drive it, but it is our car. But I do love it. It's really fun. It's really comfortable. I love sync. I will be the first to say I'm not selling it. I'm not promoting it. Ford's not paying me, but I'm telling you now to sit in my car while I'm driving and just push the thing on the steering wheel and say, call husband. Phone rings. You're talking. I'm driving and talking. That probably doesn't work because you have to say call Paul, right? (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't going to use your name, but um, (laughs) or call mom. And boom, she's, I'm just, I feel like I'm in the future. And now it's become so common to me to do it. I don't know that I could do without Right, it. you don't need sync to do that. You can buy a, true, blue, true. You can buy a Bluetooth thing that fits true, on your True, but I had never experienced this until right, now. Yeah. So to me, okay, the whole concept of just hands-free calling in the car yeah. alone. If you can do that in your car, if I could have done it in the metro. and You could have. If I would have done it. For about 50 bucks. In love with it, because I love it. But yeah, sync does a lot of other, yeah, it's cool. So, um, yeah, Auto Club Revolution, you can go and sign up for that. Uh, and when I've been talking about there's been no games to play, well, there are a co- there are games coming up now. So this week, Tuesday, there are two games coming out, believe it or not. There's not been any games since November, believe it. I believe it. So on... I don't care about it, but I believe it. On Tuesday, there's two new games. A new game from Konami called Never Dead, which looks really interesting to me. It's supposed to be a cross between Gears of War... And some B-movie kind of crazy... It looks bananas. I watched the trailer for it, but it does look bananas. It's like a... You know, like a weird grindhouse B-movie, bad acting, all that kind of stuff, but with a shooter thrown in. Have you seen the Woody Allen movie, Bananas? Yes. Nothing to do with that. No, I'm just saying. I didn't know if you'd ever seen all of his old movies. Yes. I've seen most of his old movies. Um... My favourite one was Everything You Wanted to Know About Sex But We're Afraid to Ask. It's really funny, that one. I yeah. still think it's funny to this day. Um, the, the, where he's a sperm in the, in the tube <laughs> waiting to jump out. That's funny. Um, but I'm not a really big Woody Allen Me fan. Me either. So, uh, yeah, that game is out, Never Dead, on Tuesday. I'm going to be playing that one. And also, Final Fantasy thirteen two is out on Thursday on Tuesday. I don't think I will be playing that because Final Fantasy Thirteen. I started playing it and gave up about two hours into it. I was, I was bored. Out my head. It was really boring. Some of those are really good. You really want to follow through it all and then other ones... That one was not. Oh. It was... Would Ashley be playing it? Probably not. Um, the f- fighting thing is... Uh, they really messed... See, 
RPG games, they live and die to me on the fighting because there's a lot of fighting in them, right? You fight monsters, that's the whole deal, isn't it? So they changed the fighting mechanics in 13 and it was this real-time battle system which was like... I just didn't like it. So if you, if you can't get over that, you can't... See, I like turn-based RPGs. Like, we do some stuff, the monster does some stuff, we do some stuff, the monster does some stuff. Not That this. sounds boring. No, that that's how I like an RPG. Right. So I can see the stats, I can see how much health I'm taking off, it's fair. It's a fair fight. He does something, we do something. How they've done it with Final Fantasy now is like there's these timers. And once they restore, you can do a thing again. So like, And you can buy things to make your timer go up faster. So it's not like a turn-based thing. You just do things when the... You're just watching this timer all the time, waiting for the bar to come to the end and doing something again. Oh, uh, yeah. And there's no time to think. You're just like, oh, quick, quick, do it quick, quick. With the turn base, you can sit there for five minutes and figure out what you're going to do next. That's how I liked it. I don't like this real-time thing, because that's just not... It's not really an action game. Do other people complain about it as well? Yeah, they hate it. it it's, people are saying it's ruined Final Fantasy, that they changed the battle system, they need to put it back. I agree. Because the story and everything's kind of fun, and the cutscenes are always really cool, and it looks really it's good. It's funny. It's got some charming little comedy it's, it's, stuff always. It's Japanese in a banana's yeah. way that you can't... You can't fully get the entire thing, because you're not Japanese, right? But there's a quirky charm to it as well. It's like an anime. I mean, genetically, if you're not Japanese, you just don't get it. Yeah, there are things <laughs> that are cultural that you just can't... You just don't get, like... So, but they come across as... Wow, well, I think I have someone at work who would, because she loves Japanese stuff. In fact, she keeps bringing food that she buys either online or in the store. You would have to Japanese. watch a ton of anime. She does. And she read about Japanese Everything culture. she can get her hands on. Um, but... So somebody who doesn't, and I know a bit about the stuff, you know, spiritualism is one of the things that is portrayed, that you don't know a ton about Japanese, how mm-hmm. how it's portrayed. And they do instill a lot of it into games. In fact, a lot of Japanese games are about spiritualism, so if you don't get it 100%, it's like, oh, it's, this is a bit odd. So yeah, Final Fantasy thirteen two, the sequel to Final Fantasy thirteen. There was a ten two as well, mm-hmm. remember. Uh, it's you know what it is? It's like, it's dead easy to make a sequel to a game like that. Because you've already done yeah. most of it, haven't you? you just got to add a bit more story on. They should be add-on packs, really, if you think about it. And uh, on Tuesday, if you go to the PlayStation Network store, eagerly awaited game from David Jaffe, Twisted Metal, which is a old-school PlayStation game where you vehicular combat, let's say. A really fun game. He's doing a, a brand-new one for the PlayStation 3. Well... If you go to the PlayStation Store on Tuesday, there's going to be a full multiplayer demo that you can play online. So I'm looking forward to that because I want to see what they've done with it to differentiate it from the old PlayStation 2 version, you know? Um, and you can play it for free, and I think that actually doesn't come out until March, but you can play this demo. So that's it for this week. Still pretty shallow on games. They're not big-selling titles, but there are some big ones coming up soon. The new SSX. Why is- does that matter? It's just that time of year where you I don't mean, get... why does it matter that someone's not a big famous I mean, title? Final Fantasy is a, a big title, if you think about it, but it's, it's a niche game. audience, isn't it? Um, but what I'm saying is, you kind of make it sound like the quality isn't there if you don't get a big, huge corporate game. I, I'm, I've got uh, high hopes for Never Dead. It's a brand new franchise. Nobody's heard of it. I've seen the trailer. It looks really fun. It looks really straight. Gears of War didn't exist before it existed. Never Dead, one of your weapons is your head. 
can rip your head off and throw it at somebody. That sounds cool. I don't think I've ever seen that before. And it's really cartoonish. You can take your arm off, club somebody to death with your, with your arm. It's got this, I don't know, otherworldly... It's Japanese. <laughs> it's strange. Um, and the other thing is that the new maps came out for Call of Duty this week, and I've played them to death this week. There's just two maps. Um, is it worth being an elite? Yes. I, well, we're, we're having the, I was having this discussion with a couple of friends this week. Is it worth being elite? Um, it's cheaper to have the. We would have had to put down fifteen dollars this week for those maps. But you have paid. You paid a hundred dollars for the game. We did. We're getting twenty drops this year. That's what they're calling them. Drops. Twenty of them. I thought it was only every month. One a month. It's twenty drops for the next nine months, right? Two drops happened this this week. Two maps. A drop is a map. Oh. Right. We're going to charge you fifteen dollars per map. That's what they used to charge you for a map pack, which consisted of three maps. Okay. Fifteen dollars. Five dollars each. Yes. Now we're getting twenty drops, whatever that is. That might be twenty maps, but it also might be fifteen maps and five new game modes. They're calling them drops, right? So you probably aren't got enough any cheaper. Not really. I think so. They Probab- just wanted all your money. Probably confirmed. fifteen dollars cheaper than what we normally pay. So, plus there's other perks to being in Elite. There's a really, really awesome stat tracking thing, which is really highly detailed. Plus you can store unlimited videos if you're that kind of person who likes to make videos of your games. Because every game you play is saved to a video file. You can upload it to your online vault. You can upload it straight to YouTube. You know, if it's a particularly good thing that you did, you can edit it. There's all that, all those features. And a lot of people use that stuff. Um, but the two new maps are good. One's a snipery map that's really massive and really aimed at snipers. And I'm not a sniper, so it kind of irks me a little bit. So I have to kind of run around the edge and like knife snipers in the back when they're not looking. Um, and the other one really is a map for me, and it's called Piazza. And it's um, it's like a... It, I'm assuming it's Italy, but it's like a... It's on a hill, basically, but it's all buildings, so yeah, it's tight situations, you're running down narrow corridors, you're in like little buildings. So it's mainly for close-up you know, gunplay, which I really like because I like getting really close and shotgunning people. So one map was for me and the other map wasn't. So we'll see what we get next month. Now they did put up a calendar on Call of Duty Elite this month, or this week, that shows you when you're going to be getting everything. So it says like, February, you'll be getting a map. And a something. Now they, they they say map and mission. So we don't know what mission is yet, but that's what we're getting next month, a map and a mission, not two maps. I don't know what a mission is. Is it a single player mission? Is it? Don't know. So we have to wait till next Probably month. Maybe worth five bucks. Yeah, and then the month after there's two maps, and then the month after there's a map, a mission, and something called classified. So there's three things that month. The classified thing? Who knows what it is? It might you do be. know you're not elite, right? They're just using that word to make you feel like you've got something better than other people. But in fact, they're probably making more money off of you than off of other people. So you're not elite. They just want to trick well, you into thinking... you know why you are 
the, the thing is why I'm elite. I'm a Call of Duty fan, right? I am elite. <laughs> I'm a Call of Duty fan. I like playing Call of Duty games. I want to play the maps the day they come out. New maps. Yeah. If you're not elite, you cannot do that. What I'm saying is it isn't actually elite. They're just using that to lure you in to pay them extra money. I actually don't mind because you're paying less money. So it's actually pretty good. It's $15 less than I paid last year. And I'm getting more. I'm getting this stat tracking thing that I didn't have yeah, last year. Yeah, that you're getting that. And I'm getting... But shouldn't that just be free? I'm getting 20 pieces of DLC instead of... 9. I hate to break this to you, but 10 years ago you would have bought the game with all of that content for the for less money. And now they're just piecing it out to you. For I actually money. think that it is less... It, it is less money. It's $99 instead of... Because I did buy all the DLC for the last Black Ops. Um, so it is less money. What I'm saying is, more 10 deal. years ago, they would put the whole game on the game. Yeah, they would. And you what, would have what, bought the game and you would have been done with it. And I now think, they want to piecemeal you out. Well, I think what's really good about Elite is, because it is a thing and it exists, Call of Duty Elite, Activision have to have a team dedicated to Call of Duty Elite, making downloadable content, uh, keeping that website going, adding new features, adding videos, all that kind of stuff. It has to be a thing that's going on. Now, we're going to get a new Call of Duty game, obviously, in November. Always do, right? It's going to be Black Ops 2 this year, I believe. They also have a team working on Black Ops 2, right? Before Elite existed, the DLC suffered a bit. We couldn't have as much of it because nobody was there to do it. Once they started working on the next game... you're missing my point. No, I'm not talking about your point. I'm talking about why Elite is a good thing. Because there has to be this Elite team who... Make new maps, make changes to the game. Now, this is one thing. Call of Duty, in the past, patches for the game, very few and far between. If somebody finds an exploit, you could be waiting two months for them to fix it. There'll be people sat under the map shooting up at you. You can't do anything about it. They've been fixing stuff the day it happens. Uh, You'll see the guy from Elite on Twitter. Shouldn't they just do that anyway? They don't. They never used to. Now they've got a team, the Elite team. Who can look at the game and patch it immediately. They do. My point is, they could have put everything on the game. And you bought it last November. Everything that they're doling out to you one little bit at a time now. Put it all they're on there. They're making this as the goal. What I'm saying is, they put it all on there. You buy it for 60 bucks. That $60 then pays that company to then maintain their game. That's it. But instead, they're... And they're making you think, what a great deal, what a great thing. It just isn't. It's like getting more money out of you. But it's less money. It isn't. It is. It's $15 less than I paid last year. It isn't because but a lot of people stuff. who maybe wouldn't have bought the DLC get sucked up in it, pay the 99 bucks, wouldn't have done it anyway, so they're making more money off of certain people. Yeah, but not off me. I'm just saying. It's a corporate decision to make more money off of you. That's it. Now, we had this discussion this week as well. Elite has to really be awesome this year. I really have to feel in yes, November absolutely. that I got my money's worth out of Elite. If they don't do that this year... People are not subscribing next year. Now, so this year, they've got to pull out all the stops. If they promised us 20 pieces of DLC, if I was them, I'd give us 30 to say, listen, Call of Duty fans, you paid the extra this year for this thing. This is what we're going to do. We're going to just pile stuff on. There's going to be loads of stuff, extra stuff. Giveaways, you're all going to get this, that, and the other. They have to do that this year because this year is their only shot. What's the value in that? Wouldn't just more game be what you want? 
everything I think the whole elite service there's challenges there's giveaways you can win a jeep you can win this you can win that but you won't participate in that yeah I'm automatically by playing right you know most kills on one day gets a sweatshirt and it's every day basically depending on right I mean maybe I've not got a chance of winning ever, ever any of that but probably got a good chance of anybody else you know but they just need to like give everything they need to there's videos on the website that you can watch. Some of them produced by people like Michael Bay and stuff. They've got like game show type things with Call of Duty. It's all interesting stuff if you play Call of Duty. They need to really go to town. Because when it comes November again and you have to buy another year's worth of Elite, people are going to be thinking seriously, aren't they, on that day. They're going to be like, was it really worth it last year or do I go and play Battlefield by EA? Or just buy the game and play it. Or do I not buy it? Do I go and play... Other well, game. people won't stop playing Call of Duty because of it. They might still want to play Call of Duty, but realize that the hundred bucks isn't worth all the jazzy maraz. I personally, you know, I've told you, I play Call of Duty every single day of my life. Yeah. All year. Every single day. Why isn't that enough? What I'm saying is, a hundred bucks for a, a thing that I play every single day... But you didn't used to pay 100 you used to pay 60 and that was enough. And then they started doing downloadable, and then they started doing the Elite thing. You were perfectly happy with the game I didn't play it every itself. single day. It wasn't enough. <laughs> when they didn't do DLC, when there was none, and you just got Call of Duty, it lasted till about March, and then I was fed up with it, because there was nothing new. Right, okay. Now, because it's throughout the year, and there's always a reason to go back, oh, is something new, everybody's playing this new map. It keeps you playing throughout the year. I like that they dole out in small amounts because just as you're getting fed up with all the maps, here comes two new ones. Or, you know, it's a good way of doing it. But why shouldn't that just be part of the original game you bought? That's all I'm asking. Because it's a lot of content. There's no game that ships with 25, 30 maps. So how many maps were there on the original when you were playing six. three or four years ago? Six. And never added any more, ever. Now, why did people get so obsessed with it then? Just because it was a good shooter. But, like, it got... Six maps, literally. Yeah, probably on the very first one. And that was $60. Yeah. And you get the single player And now what do they give you with the original game? 12. You get 12 and then... Downloadable. Downloadable throughout the year. So, you know, you end up with 20-odd, maybe 30, right? 25, 26. Yeah, it's... I get the concept. You know, because it is a game that you literally... It lives in my 360. Yeah. It's, I don't take the disc out. It's you don't just, play it on movie days. I'll say that. You might play it if I, I go to the store it today. a little bit, right? <laughs> no, I played it today. I woke up this morning. Oh, that's I right. I played a few hours and then I went back to bed. You know, I mean, it literally lives in there. It's, I get my money's worth. I feel like I, I do. That's what counts. You know? And we did get like a nice limited edition. Uh, I just don't want you to think that they're doing you any favors by giving you extra stuff when they're not. You're paying them for stuff. Oh, I, I'm not under... They're making a, a gazillion dollars every Absolutely. Year. <laughs> I know that. And it will, it will come to an end for them. You reckon? Well, Guitar Hero did. They ran it into the ground. Call of Duty's different though, isn't it? No, I think it'll come to an end for them. I'll... Will you get tired of it eventually? I haven't so far at all. And I literally, you're every time counts. I pick it up... I... Huh? You're what counts. Because you are not the obsessive guy. And you're not the part-time guy. You're the guy who looks forward to it every day. And there's... Mm, and it's always a different experience depending on who you play with. Tens of thousands of you out there. Millions. I don't think everyday people are millions. I think millions of people buy it 
and play it over time. But you are an absolute, this is part of my day. I enjoy it. It relaxes you for, for God knows why. But <laughs> you say it's relaxing. I, I mean, think about it. It's out on the 360 and the PS3. And is your thing asleep? And on the evening, in, in um, an evening, oh. I have seen um, 1.5 million people playing right. on the 360. I've never se- I, I've not got it on the PS3, so I don't know how many people are over there, but that's a lot of people who play that game. There's 1.5 million people here. The PS3 is not as popular, but I imagine there's half a million over here playing too. It's a lot of people to be playing at one time every night, every yeah. single night. It's a it's a phenomenon, isn't it? Really, there's not. I can't think of anything bigger game wise. World of Warcraft. Yeah, Eight million people. World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. There's not many though, is there? There's not much that really cracks that. That's why I always thought that Call of Duty was going to become like a massively multiplayer thing, but they didn't go that route, did they? That's what everybody thought Elite was going to be. Mm. You pay monthly to play Call of Duty, but I'm glad that's not what the. That, I'm glad that they didn't do that. Imagine fifteen dollars a month just to play. No, no thanks. All right, so that's all my stuff for this week. What is for dinner, Sitok? Something very basic, delicious, but you've had it every day this week, probably. It's veggie burgers and fries, some sort of vegetable. And tonight for dessert, I'm getting some apple pie and some ice cream because and, I um, love it. I am very hungry at this point. Awesome. <laughs> I got up about three o'clock this afternoon. I don't think... You had toast and you had yogurt. That's it. But I feel really hungry. You could have walked to the store and got you something. I mean, sure. you know what I'm saying? I was watching a movie, though. Not all day you weren't. We didn't watch the movie till 8 o'clock at night. Uh-huh. All right, what else? What else is my um, advice is, in life, don't do nothing. Right? Don't do nothing. Do something, even if it seems hopeless. In any, in, in, on the smallest scale. Like, hopelessness is just in your mind, isn't it, really? It's not the truth of the matter. Because big things have been done by people in extraordinary circumstances thinking there was no way out of this or no way to fix this and it was fixable or could be overcome. So don't just, don't do nothing. Give some money to charity. I'm not saying give money to charity. No, I'm saying do. I don't think that fixes things all the time. I'm saying just don't, in your own self, just don't end up doing absolutely nothing. And I don't mean charities and causes. I mean... Everyday things. If you see a kid who you know has a really shitty life, you can't maybe fix their life, but give them a little bit of encouragement. Give them a little bit of advice. Give them a thing and show them a person who's different than the people they're used to. Now, you're planting a seed in that person's life that's different than what they're used to. That's something. You know, don't just do nothing on every single level or every single thing. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> alright so thanks for listening to the show I want to remind you about our websites that's ascully.com sidtalk.com you can catch us both on Twitter Facebook um, Xbox Live you can find me not you um, well you can find me you can me. find me but I'm going to be asleep all the you time you just have <laughs> I'll be sitting there with my head yeah. dangling I see you every time I log on but you're just like oh. why do I even have an account because we made you on when we first got Xbox Live yeah, as if I was ever going to have access to any of our Xboxes. To yeah, because we've played together, seen it and stuff. That's mm-hmm. why we did it. That's why we made yeah. it. Um, so, um, yeah, you have access to it. You just don't like Xbox. I don't dislike Xbox at all. It offers me nothing. That, that is part <laughs> of not liking it. No, I don't dislike it at all. I just did. 
There's no game that really draws me in. It's not just gaming. <laughs> that's what they would say to you. Listen to you. What are you, a spokesperson? That's what they, that's what Major Nelson would say to you. It's not just gaming. It's too noisy to watch movies on. It's, it's too noisy to use as an entertainment If you buy a slim one, it's not. Well, we don't have a slim one. No. Well, do we? No. I have the... Uh, They're all very noisy. I don't give a shit what anybody says. They're all noisy, and it's a very huge distraction. I would never watch a movie on an Xbox unless it was in the other room. I would watch a movie on a PS3. In fact, we just watched PS3 a movie on a PS3. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's it. Stay no, that's, that's not it. So you uh, catch us on YouTube. You can catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store, or the RSS feed. Just go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast. You can subscribe there. Email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. Don't email Sid Talk. And um, stay classy, Rachel Vice. And it is Vice because mm-hmm. I looked up an interview with her. And she said, it's vice, as in vice. And then she did this with her hands. Because the, nice. the guy was pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> but that annoys the shit out of her. And she's married to a Mr. James Bond, Daniel Craig. Right. And I'm going to say, think for yourself. Or someone's going to do it for you. And what they're thinking for you is probably not a good thing. So think for yourself. <laughs>